poetry lovers. This Father's Day, give the gift of poetry with Father versus Sons, a moving, funny, and richly illustrated book from the iconic Beat Generation author Herbert Gold and his twin sons. Father versus Sons, a correspondence in poems. This is Courtney Morrow reading American Girl Dolls Attend Mandatory Diversity Training. Meet Kirsten, wears milkmaid braids to conserve her Swedish past, relinquished herself to assimilation at eight after saying bye to her BFF singing bird whose tribe was forced off their land. 1854 was a wild year for me, guys. Cancel culture is real, but how could I disown my family for the racist things they say? How could I even point out that the things they say are racist? Like, how could I even say, can you consider the words coming out of your mouth and never say them again? Meet Molly. Buys baguettes on Mondays and wears a beret literally everywhere. Obsessed with Hollywood films and harsh realities. Surprisingly patriotic despite her love of all things British, especially plaid. An expert on taking up space. When the trainer asks if anyone can define discrimination, she pulls out a legal pad. I can't even tell you how many times I've been discriminated against because I'm a woman. I write literally every instance down as proof. Exactly how many hours do we have? Meet Samantha. 25-year-old well-meaning rule lover who enjoys progress and satin. Would like to be a painter or possibly the president of the United States of America. Out of the two AMA questions received before the training, both came from her. One, for each black person she's ever talked to in her life. One, this is more of a comment than anything, but I don't understand why I can't be curious about Addie's hair. Two, remind me again, what's the difference between equality and equity? Meet Felicity, wears wide brim hats for horse races and can stitch the shit out of anything. Makes a mean southern sweet tea just like her mommy used to in the old Virginia colony. When the diversity trainer asks if anyone can recall a time in their lives when they've been racist, she has a hard time pinning down just one time. Sure I could, but I'd rather focus on rescuing horses from alopecia than spend a few hours at this dumbass training. Honestly, who has time for any of this? Meet Addie. Just look at all these dolls crying, complaining, and getting paid for it all. Meanwhile, Hot Girl Summer came and left, and I'm still stuck here performing history. I'ma just slap the next bitch who tries to buy me. The scholars who brought me to life built the best American story but forgot two key facts. One, I'm tired of being sold. Two, less than half the people who buy me actually listen. But if I raise my hand right now and ask, do I really need to be here? You think my boss would just let me leave? About this poem. Last fall, Hot Girl Summer came and left, and all my friends and I missed it. We were too busy showing up for other people and trying to survive capitalism. I was working on a persona piece from Addie's perspective, and then I started to imagine what would happen if all these dolls I loved as a kid grew up alongside me. I hope the absurdity of this poem reiterates that the reckoning of this nation's history cannot be condensed into an hour-long mandatory workplace training. What's critical and urgent is a complete reimagining of the way we live, produce, relate, and create. 
and black people and indigenous people who have been organizing should be centered in this reimagining.